102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And The Firm with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Man, haven't heard that one in a while. Well, we're freshening things up around here. No, I actually, uh, I keep dropping it. But that's, uh, that's neither here nor there. Hey, today, Scott Cohen will be joining us on the phone uh, to talk about sports or whatever. I thought he wasn't available at all. No, he wrote on Friday and said he was changing those plans. Huh. And uh, you didn't uh, you didn't get that message? Guess not. Did you schedule something for his time? No, but uh, be nice to know if that phony could uh, let me know what's going on here. Well, we'll have to address why that is. Absolutely. Well, there you go. Uh-huh. It was also Father's Day yesterday, and uh, had an eventful weekend. I can share that with you. So there's that and some other stuff too. It's five thirty-six. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock One Hundred Two. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, Triumph, the insult comic dog, and crew members from The Late Show with Stephen Colbert were arrested Thursday night by Capitol Police. They were charged with illegal entry. Obviously, Triumph wasn't really arrested, but Robert Smigel was. He was the uh, former writer for SNL and uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Right. They were at the Capitol to record interviews for a comedy segment. Everything was authorized and prearranged, but after they wrapped up the interviews, they stayed to film stand-ups and other bits in the hallways. That's a big no-no. A statement from the Capitol Police said, quote, The building was closed to visitors, and these individuals were determined to be part of a group that had been directed by police to leave the building earlier in the day. This is an active criminal investigation and may result in additional criminal charges after consultation with the U.S. attorney. Wow, they couldn't ask for anything better than this. No kidding. I was just saying the same thing. Yep. Oh, you mean to get the comedy bit going? Yeah. Just imagine how much funnier Triumph the Insult Comic Dog will be if he's got a felony over his head. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty hilarious. Sure would be. I do like uh, Robert Smigel. Smigel's great. Smigel. Yeah. He used to have this show, and it was all these characters. It was Anna Pals. It was this uh, late-night TV funhouse that was on Comedy Central for about, I don't know, maybe two seasons, and then it was canceled. And one of the funniest segments, it was like real puppets and then real animals mixed in. So they had this, uh, this, this dog giving birth to... A puppet dog giving birth to real puppies. And real puppies were coming out. And, you know, they're in the labor room. And the other dog is like, oh, keep pushing, honey. Keep pushing. And then a kitten, a real kitten pops out. And then he goes, you bitch. Who are you been sleeping with? If you've never heard of Triumph the Insult comic dog, by the way, and my girlfriend hadn't, in order to introduce her, I sent her the one of Triumph appearing at a Star Wars premiere with all the Star Wars geeks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I that, was, uh, Conan that was on Conan O'Brien, yes. I think. Did your, yes. mother pick you, did your mother drop you off? Yeah. Yes. Where's the button to call your mother? To so come oh, pick you up. Yeah. Yeah. Your, uh, your girlfriend has never seen Triumph? No, and she's she, her pop culture chart is like off. You know, just she's crazy, but well, she knows everything, but she had never seen that before. Uh, Charlie Sheen now supports his daughter Sammy's new career as an OnlyFans model. Quote, now more than ever, it's essential that Sammy uh, have a united parental front to rely upon. From this moment forward, she'll have it abundantly. I wonder what uh, what changed his mind. 
probably the fact that she's making more money than the old man ever did. Uh, and then Denise was like, I can't be judgmental of her uh, choices. I did wild things in Playboy. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. her father should be, shouldn't be either. And to be able to ignore the negative negativity at her age took me many years, and I still sometimes struggle. And she not only did wild things in Playboy, she did wild things in Wild Things. That movie was pretty good. That movie sucked. I loved it. It was I, an I awful, it was, awful movie. It was a horrible movie. the only movie. reason why anybody went and watched it was because Nev Campbell and her kissed. Yes. That was the best part of mm-hmm. it, though. That they was the hit. only part of it. There were other parts? Yes. Oh. Apparently. Uh, I'll have to go back and review. Mm-hmm. Who was the guy in that movie? Was it Matt Dillon, maybe? Matt Dillon, yeah. Man. The greats. All the greats. Eddie Murphy's son Eric and Martin Lawrence's daughter Jasmine have been dating for a while now. <clears throat> and Martin says that if they get married, quote, I'm going to try to get Eddie to pay for it. Good idea. Much like he tried to pay for those hookers he picked up in West Hollywood oh, geez, many yeah, years right. ago. Or the, or the money he spent on bath salts mm. a few years ago. Uh, Jennifer Lopez performed with her 14-year-old Emmy over the weekend and introduced her uh, using they-them pronouns. Quote, they cost me when they come out, but they're worth every single penny because they're my favorite duet partner of all time. Listen, I, I have no problem with however people want to identify themselves, mm-hmm. but now you're messing with my, my English, and I'm already not good at it anyway. <laughs> now you're asking me to try to remember this? This is really not... Uh... You got you to gotta start uh, practicing. You got to start boning up on... On the uh, the pronouns. That why that's why my pronouns are mine, these, and such. Oh, mine are uh, handsome and good looking and talented. Steve, those are adjectives. Well, <laughs> do you mm. not know anything? I only have amateur nouns, not pronouns. What's that? Well, figure, they're, they're, they're nouns that have not uh, that don't get paid. Pro amateur. Yeah, pro they haven't they, have, they haven't been drafted yet. Exactly. Oh, oh, you're saying pro amateur. I get it. Yeah. A uh, Sesame Street episode from 1976 that's been lost has made its way online. Is this the one where uh, <laughs> Big Bird <clears throat> does a belly button bird bath on Oscar the Grouch's no, trash I, I, can? No, that's not that one. This is the that's one. That's not when Oscar no. took it in the can? No. No? No. This is the one with the uh, the witch from The Wizard of Oz. Ah. And, uh, and the witch. Actually, they showed a bunch of... <laughs> They did a focus group on this one yep. back back in in seventy six, and, yep. and people and it scared the living bejesus out of the kids. Well, she was scary when I was a kid. I was scared of that witch. Well, yeah, and then Mister Rogers eventually had her on as a guest, not in the makeup and not in the costume to yeah. show that. I wonder if that had any correlation with this because it doesn't. It doesn't mention that it that probably it was, about the same time frame. Yeah, I would think so. But she showed up as herself. As and she the, just seemed like a nice old lady. She didn't. Uh, I think she maybe tried the the hat on or something, but I don't know. But see, Mister Rogers was always the one that knew how to, how to calm things down. They Co- could figure it out. Cora something or other was the actress, right? Who played Miss Gulch slash the Wicked Witch of the West? No, Cora. She played, no, no, no. Cora was. If you remember this, that was her character in like a like a Maxwell House coffee oh, commercial, right? Uh, the Hollywood Jane something. Sorry, was that it? Was it Jane? No, it was. Um... Sorry. Go ahead, Steve. The uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame 2023 inductees were announced on Friday. There will be a total of 24 entertainers being recognized throughout the upcoming year. Don't these people pay for these things? 
The Walk of Fame thing? Yes, you, they do. You, you can buy your star. Uh, the motion picture category will include Uma Thurman, Vince Vaughn, Ludacris, Bill, per- Bill Pullman, and director John Waters' uh, Paul Walker will also be on- honored uh, posthumously. Well, there you go. But yeah, the name of the actress you're looking for is Margaret Hamilton. Yes. You were so close. Yeah, Jane, Cora. Yeah, that's close. Uh, eventually, <laughs> you would have come to Margaret. I guess. Don't you think Paul Walker should be honored uh, with a parkway or <laughs> some or sort a of, wall? Yeah, some sort of highway. Yeah, the wall. His star is right here on the wall. Wait, where's Paul Walker? Oh, uh, you got to look up to your left. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. I am. Now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't mean to jinx anything here. I'm just merely stating facts. Tonight is game two of the Calder Cup Finals between the Springfield Thunderbirds and the Chicago Wolves. It's game two in Chicago, where the third largest city in America only packed 6,200 people into a 17,000-seat arena on Saturday for game one. That's pathetic. And yet, the Thunderbirds are able to walk into the All-State Arena and take game one, five to four, in overtime, thanks to former UMass defenseman Matt Kessel, who scored his first professional goal to win game one of the Calder Cup playoffs. That is freaking fantastic. Now, what's going to happen tonight in Game 2 is anyone's guess. All I know is that Chicago's home field advantage was obliterated on Saturday when the Thunderbirds beat them in a largely empty hockey arena, which is slightly better than uh, a third full in a city of 8.9 million people. That's dreadful. So when the Thunderbirds are back home for Game 3 on Wednesday night, how do you think it's going to feel? at the Mass Mutual Center when it's jammed with a capacity crowd of 6,800 people in the 168th largest city in America. If that statistic doesn't depress the snot out of the Chicago Wolves, then I don't know what would. Because you see, nobody in Chicago cares enough to support their team. It's almost as though the city of Chicago doesn't even realize they're there. Meanwhile, on Wednesday night, you're going to have people going out of their friggin' minds here in Springfield because it's been 31 years since Springfield hosted the Calder Cup Finals, and they're coming home having already picked up at least one win on the road. Again, not to jinx anything here, but I would take that atmosphere and enthusiasm in Springfield more than the apathy and disinterest that you'll find in Chicago any day of the week. Can you imagine what it must feel like to play the most important game of your life in front of 11,000 empty seats? It probably doesn't feel very good. Thankfully, that won't be the case Wednesday night for the Thunderbirds because that's going to be one noisy joint on Wednesday night. But hey, it's a my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Benjamin Moore paint, cabot stains, only sold at independent service-oriented retailers right like Rocky's. You know why they don't sell that stuff? I don't know. The color orange comes to mind. Good people, paint people, and rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 in John Mellencamp oh, at Rock 102. What are you stepping all over that piece of art for? I don't know. Just uh, listen, it's Monday. Just like I feel like I just got to work. I feel rushed today. I don't know why. Uh, it is sunny and 78 for the forecast today. Tomorrow, rainy and a high of 79. It is 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Sweet. Had a good weekend over the weekend. We went hiking up at Mount Tom. Who's we? Jill and I. Jill. Oh, she has a name. She has a name? Mm-hmm. Well, at least the fake name that I'm giving you to make you believe I actually have a girlfriend. Gotcha. <laughs> we, <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> haven't we been through something like this before? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we went to Mount Tom and we did the, I guess it nasty. would be- What's that? You did the nasty? Is that what I said? I guess I, get, yeah. I, guess I did say that. Oh, you went right. to Mount Tom. Yes. How did he like it? <laughs> <laughs> the real name of my boyfriend, I mean, you know, girlfriend, I mean, did he ex- Tom. Did he expect that was going to happen, or was <laughs> that a big surprise for him? Yeah, well, I, you know, you got to keep <laughs> you got to keep the romance alive. Of course you do. You know. So anyway, you and Jill went up the hill. Yeah, we did. And uh, and back down again, too. And we were there for like two hours hiking around. And it's, I, you know, I'd never been to Mount Tom before. It's, it's a state park. I, you know, kind of found that out as well. There's all sorts of trails. You know, it's marked on the trees. Like, there's red stripes on the trees. There's blue stripes. There's white stripes. But really, there's not much else. Well, I mean, uh, what were you expecting? Well, if, if you're if you're hiking, maybe a sign once in a while. Did you go to the other side with the uh, the towers you can climb up and you, you know, can sit on those observation towers. We didn't and- see those, and we were looking for those, and we did see maps every once in a while. We didn't see the towers, but we did see benches up on top of certain mountain tops where we were able to you know get a great view. Um, we got lost a couple of times. And uh, then we went home and watched Jerry and Marge go large. D- did you get to the top with yeah. all the radio towers and all that stuff? Well, no, apparently, because I, we didn't see the towers. But we got to a top with a bench that, as far as we could see, was the top. Because we're looking all around going, where the hell are the towers? We couldn't see them anymore. No, so, you're not at the top of Mount Tom. So we went, we went on the eastern side, which is the more difficult hiking trail, according to Alex, mm-hmm. our boss, who knows everything. He and, doesn't know what he and, uh, <laughs> are, you sure you, are you sure it was Mount Tom and not to uh, say like uh, Mount Sugarloaf or mm. Mount, uh, Mount Skinner, 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 Skinner Mountain? Skinner no, it was definitely Mount Tom. And uh, we went on the eastern side, which is, I guess, the Holyoke side off of Route 5, right adjacent to the Connecticut River. That's the entrance. And then you go in there. You sure. can go on the other side. Maybe we need to go on the other side next time. And we'll see. Like you guys said, the towers and stuff. Now, did you have like, because, uh, you know, it's a mountain. Mm. And, you know, these are big... Uh, Giant mountains. Do you have like you know ropes and uh, like uh, like a, like a one of those things that you, you like you throw up to the top of the mountain and you rappel up or yeah, like uh, pitons and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, like you would kind of do it. Say if you were going to say uh, climb Mount Everest. No, but we did have to look out for what she said was the Kumbu ice slide, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And apparently that is something that happens on Mount Everest. You got to be careful for the the Kumbu. Really? Yeah. Huh? I had no idea. Well, I didn't either. I had no idea. I thought that was something that was going up on Mount Tom, but none of us had ever heard of it before. Well, my last name is Coombs, so it's kind of close. I see. Ah, yeah. Very clever. Very clever. All right, so then you watched Marge and what is it? Jerry and Marge go large with yeah. Brian Cranston and Annette Benning. Very good. Was it good? Very good. And, you know, it's these, this couple from Michigan decides to play the Michigan lottery, but then they get closed out of that, so they try and find another lottery that has similar rules, and it's the Massachusetts State Lottery. This happened years ago based on a true story, and he's like a numbers guy, Brian Cranston, and so he figures out the loophole, and it's legal, and he forms a corporation 
and he makes a lot of money for his town in Michigan. It's a, it's really, it's a hard, it's good. It's an, it's a fun, funny, good soundtrack. Lots of classic rock that Steve will really appreciate. Sure, well, that's good. I mean, I, I uh, we saw what movie did we see? Uh, Hustle with Adam Sandler. I saw that last week with with Joe. It wasn't that bad. It was okay. It was all right. Yeah, he's a he's like an NBA scout who wants to be a coach. Find and and uh, find this guy in Spain and yeah. he gets kids. Uh, that kid actually played for the Celtics at one point. Well, he's still playing in the NBA. His name is Hernan Gomez. Yeah, see, that's why I, I, I don't bother with the name because yeah. I, I knew well, I was going to screw it up. Well, in the movie, it's Bo Cruz. Which is so much easier to pronounce, <laughs> right. I find. So mm-hmm. did you uh, You did the Netflix part. Did you do the Jill part or the chill part? Netflix and Jill. Hey, yeah, Netflix hey, and Jill. Hey, there you go. Hey, I'm on to something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you say, hey, you want to come to Mount Dave and I'll show you my Kumba slide or whatever the hell it was? <laughs> um. Yeah, kind of. All right, I guess. good for you. Yeah, so I, guess, be- I guess you could say that. So this is becoming serious because you know, once you climb uh, mountains and and mm-hmm. you're not ditching a body somewhere in the woods. <laughs> well, you know, we uh, did- that's, a, that's a usually a pretty good sign. This may go somewhere. I, I was looking for that sometimes because you know she's a little suicidal at times. So I say, listen, I can save you the trouble. I'll just shove you off at some point. I'm sure she's going to love to hear that you've uh, you've outed her mental. Your, her mental health is, 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 is status. I think people can perceive the sarcasm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Dave. People, they're just get, starting to get to know you now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, no, that's, that sounds, uh, sounds like a nice day. Yeah, it was a good day. You know, yeah. and we had uh, uh, our favorite Thai food from a place in Suffield, Coco Thai. Jack Talk Thai very well, Dana. Is that how they pronounce it? Jack Talk Thai. From Meet the Parents. Meet uh, the Parents. Meet the parents. Jack Talk Thai. The, the first one? Jack, da- Jack doesn't talk Thai. Oh, Jack talked Thai very well, Dana. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that's cool. I mean, it's a, it's a nice day. Yeah, good weekend. Good See, weekend. The, the moment you say things like hiking is, is the moment that uh, you know, that would not appeal to me. <laughs> well. I was, I've, I've been dragged out on a couple of hikes with my uh, mm-hmm. my wife. She likes to hike. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we went up a couple of... Uh, couple of trails and i i find I, and again i i'm not in the greatest physical shape mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys have ever noticed no um i find that spending that much time walking up a hill mm-hmm. is not nearly as nice as sitting down on a couch and watching people do it instead i i'm yeah. a i'm more of a classic indoorsman right you know i gotta <laughs> avoid things like pollen and nature and animals and trees and uh, the uh, elements, deer, I'm, deer ticks and such. I deer ticks. Yeah. I mean, I I like to avoid all that stuff. According to your wife, uh, you can't even hike to take the trash from uh, the kitchen out to the garage to the can. Well, you know, that's that's a lot of activity. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if a guy my age should really be doing stuff like that. Uh, that's strenuous. Uh, you, you you I mean, you may have ca- coined a new phrase there. Indoorsman. I'd never heard that before. You never heard no, that. No, that's a good one. I yeah, like that. You're absolutely an in- indoorsman. I do my best work indoors. Yeah. Actually, I do all my work indoors. <laughs> I'm being honest. Congratulations. Hey, you know, I can see you walking around the house uh, when she asks you to do something. You're like, honey, remember that watch you got me and it told me I went into AFib? Do you think this is something to really mess with? I think you're going to have to mow the lawn and take the trash there out. There you go. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, That's a medical yeah. condition. Hey, why don't you buy one of those remote control lawnmowers? You know, I saw, Does that exist, really? Yeah. Wow. My mother-in-law was showing me uh, one just like that. It was not remote control. It was like a- It's it was a like robot. A, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a, a Roomba for your lawn. Yeah. Gotcha. You should do that. A Roomba. Especially a guy like yourself who doesn't even like to be outside. The robot doesn't get, uh, doesn't get allergies. Hmm. 
You know, if I knew at the price point on something like that, they're was, about a thousand bucks. But think about how worth that is because you could not go out and mow your lawn yeah. all the time. You get a lot of value out of that. Listen, um, if I had, uh, if you bought a real good quality lawnmower, mm-hmm. you're talking about uh, about that price point anyway. Yeah. I mean, a real you know high higher end uh, mower. Mm-hmm. So maybe I need to look into that. All right, you should. Well, yeah, because I would the uh, I would love it. If uh, if a robot could do it, that would be fantastic. I'm gonna have to start looking this up. Yeah, I'm telling you, we should get you one. Yeah, I like this idea. Maybe Rockies could trade you one. Ooh, yeah. I know if I know a person you know, or two over there. I was gonna say they yeah. probably sell them. They sell every other kind of lawnmower. They might as well sell that one. I'm gonna have to uh, check that out and get to the bottom Sweet. of these things. Yeah. All right. Well, we've solved a lot of issues here mm-hmm. today. Uh, it's time to go home. It's 622 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Leah Toto Wilbraham. Rock 102 with Black Crows. They're playing Tanglewood uh, one week from this Wednesday, the 29th. How about that? Uh, let's see. Scott Cohen will be joining us after 7 o'clock on the phone. There's a little bit of sports to talk to, uh, to Cohen about. So that's, that's coming up in just a few. Yeah, he was at the U.S. Open for one of the practice rounds, I think, last week. Um. Yeah, and I think he's in. Uh, he's out of out of state right now, but yeah. uh, but back soon. So there you have it. Yeah, there was a special cocktail, by the way, at uh, the U.S. Open. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Ooh. I saw a whole feature on that. That the bartender, he's been there for like forty years. He concocted a special cocktail. Really, years ago. All right. It's, there's a there's a whole backstory behind it. All right, we'll get to that yep. in uh, in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Today I learned. Today I learned. There you go. go. And now it's time for Today I Learned. I was waiting to see if there was a sponsorship. There is not today. With with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, Today I learned that uh, Apollo 16 astronaut Charles Duke left a family photo behind on the moon back in 1972. Hmm. Did you know that? I had no idea. I did not know that. Imagine that. Somebody finding that up in space. Usually when you're scrapbooking, don't you want to take stuff back Home with you rather than leave stuff behind. I think it's a good move. Leave it there for the aliens. Did you see the thing? Did you see the picture that the NASA, what's the newest thing on Mars that's up there? Not the, 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 the Voyager? Ro- yeah, the vo- not eh, something like that. Anyway, took a picture. Did you see the picture? It's trash. No, no. There's a rock balancing on another rock. And it's like this circular rock. And uh-huh. it's just sitting there balancing almost like it's in midair on top of this other rock on the surface of Mars. It's like people are. Puzzled. NASA's hmm. like, somebody did that. They also found a piece of trash yeah. up there, too. All right. Which makes me think, mm-hmm. listen, I don't know anything about these uh, these Martians, mm-hmm. but they're not picking up after themselves. Maybe it was the picture that that guy left behind that Steve said that blew off of the moon and landed on Mars. Well, I was going to say, uh, it doesn't say about any. They're just showing a picture of the picture laying mm-hmm. on the surface of the moon. Right. Isn't it like zero gravity? Like, why wouldn't that thing just be floating around in the air? Well, plus, can't somebody Photoshop that? That's what I'd say. Maybe mm. it's just a big conspiracy. Right? Was there no gravity or just like some gravity, like a limited amount of gravity? A limited amount of gravity, but uh, they had to wear weights on their boots to keep them down on the ground, and they were uh, full-size human beings. Well, maybe like a picture uh, wouldn't just float off into the air. Maybe the astronaut thought it through. What was his name? Did he say his name? I don't know if he called you. Dukes. His name. Dukes. Maybe Charlie he, Duke. Maybe he thought it through. Maybe he like put the photo and then put a rock down on it to hold it in place. No, he didn't put any rock. It oh. was just the All photo right. there. All right. So like today Elliot. I learned that Alex Jones may be onto something. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe the whole moon we, landing we never, was a scam. We never landed on the moon. That's a uh, that's today I learned. Back Steve and Dave, Rock 102. Hey, Barstool Sports with their rating for the pizza at Red Rose. Coming up next in the news on 633. We're back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Hey, in case you forgot, the war between Russia and Ukraine still going on. And uh, apparently over the weekend, a Russian court sentenced three men to death after finding out that they tried to help Ukraine. So they're going to kill them. A couple of British citizens, one Moroccan. They were fighting for Ukraine, but they're Russian citizens. And so they're going to be sentenced to death. Uh, they can appeal the decision within a month, it says here. Yeah, I'm sure that'll go very successful. Right. Springfield. Because, you know, the Russian government is very, very forgiving. Are they? Oh, yeah. They, yeah. They're willing to let bygones be bygones. As of now, they're scheduled to appear before a firing squad. I didn't realize they still did that kind of thing. Don't they do, like, lethal injections or something like that? Not in Russia. Actually, uh, they just did away with that in Utah a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Up until a couple of years ago, you still had the choice of firing squad as the choice of death. But not in Russia. Not in Russia, no. I don't think so. I don't know if they're as sensitive uh, to the needs of people on death row like we are. Mm -hmm. In Springfield. We're very, we're very kind to our death row inmates. We are. In Springfield, police are asking for help to find a 30-year-old dad and his 4-year-old son. Robert Jackson, his son Caden, last seen last Thursday near Johnny Appleseed Park on Hancock Street. <laughs> Hancock. In Southwick, yes, but, but it's a sad story. <laughs> it is, Steve. It, it is still. <laughs> Street names one. There's another sad story, not as sad, but still sad. In Southwick, the Methodist Church, gone. Two hundred and six years of worship, recreation, education, marriages, burials, even the steeple being struck and ruined by lightning back in 1900. The church now formerly called Christ Church United Methodist, ceased to exist yesterday morning after a brief order of closing worship service. Again, the Southwick Methodist Church. Is it why? Doesn't say, I guess, just maybe because of the conversion to a different type of church, the Christ Church United Methodist now instead of the Southwick Methodist Church. Kind of reminds me of when they blew the church up on Little House on the Prairie. Remember I that? I don't remember that. Vaguely. I never saw That was like the made-for-TV movie that they oh, did. Oh, uh, okay. It was like the final uh, episode of the Little House where they blew up the church. I never you... saw the TV show, and I never saw the follow-up movie. Really? Nope. Never nope. saw the TV nope. show? Nope, 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 After all the years that it was on. Yep. It was like a thousand years that show was on with Michael Landon. No interest. I loved the follow-up, though. Was that Father Murphy with Merlin Olsen? Or was that separate? Uh, that was separate, That was separate. Yeah. I mean, Merlin Olsen, Olsen was on Little House right, on the Prairie, but right. as, a, as, a, as a different character. Right, but there was a spin, it was sort of a spinoff. Well, oh, there was Highway to Heaven, too. That uh, that was uh, Victor French and uh, mm. Michael Landon. Mm. That right. Was, uh, you know, they, it wasn't a spinoff of that show, mm -hmm. but it was uh, them, too, from that show. You never saw a single episode after all the years it was out. Remember seeing the credits roll and then yeah. switching the channel as quick as possible. I mean, I'm not saying I was watching it every week or it was mm. one of my favorite shows, but mm. you know, you know, you know, back in the day when we only had three mm. networks to watch. Nope, there Ra wasn't a whole lot of other choices. Rather go outside and play wiffle ball. Outside, where is this mythical place of which you <laughs> well, speak? Well, you as an indoorsman wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Granby police are looking for the public's help in identifying a vehicle and its driver. 
involved in a hit and run over the weekend. Crews responding to Bachelor Street just after 6.30 Saturday morning. Reports of an injured bicyclist or bicyclist. When officers arrived at the scene, they found a seriously injured unnamed male and his severely damaged bike and began to provide aid. Officials on the scene determining the cyclist was traveling north on Bachelor Street when the unknown vehicle hit him from behind. I can identify. And the vehicle just uh, sped right off. Yep. Which, again, I can identify with. Hey, you shouldn't be riding your bike in the street anyway. Yeah, but if you hit somebody, you don't drive away. Mm-hmm. You don't leave the scene of an accident. Correct. I uh, I left the scene of an accident the other night. Did you? I killed a raccoon ah. in West Warren. You did? Yeah. I was out in West Warren over on Saturday. Well, they're living kind of, it up out there. Wow, you had, what a big night that had to be! And I'm uh, I'm driving down this country road, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, this thing is just there, and uh, he doesn't know what to do. I don't know what to do, Stunned. and I just uh, I yeah. just ran him. Did right he over. like up on his hind legs with his little paws in the air, going ah? No, that he was just doing one no. of those like uh, which okay. way do I go yeah. uh, moves because right? the headlights are shining right at him. Squirrels yeah. do that all the time. It, Squirrels like decide to like backtrack all of a sudden. And it was on this windy, windy road. So so I didn't really even see it coming. It just was he was just there. You know, he does have the right away, right? Yes. Well, now he's having a funeral this morning. And wow. You, he was supposed to graduate. Yesterday. You soulless mm-hmm. little bastard. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a horrible Father's Day for the raccoon family out in West Warren. Wow. Well, as long as we're talking about animals, the Westminster Dog Show still ongoing until Wednesday. And in Springfield yesterday, the... CFA North Atlantic Region All-Breed Cat Show at the Sheraton in Springfield, the one at Monarch Place. The Long Island Cat Club put, wow. put the thing on. I guess Ooh. you can get your pussy cat references you ready, You could get Steve. your pussy cat references Sunday's ready. event wrapped up the North American... But I'm not your monkey. I'm not going to do jokes just off <laughs> Damn it! I Damn know. it! I know. Sunday's event wrapped up the official North Atlantic Cat Show season. Who knew there was such a thing as a well, cat? Well, you know, there's the show cats. Yeah. I'm sure they're out there. I mean, I've, I saw the show cats. I uh, thought it was a wonderful. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it uh, Andrew Betty, Lloyd Webber? Production. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. Betty Buckley did a marvelous job of memory, which is a, an unforgettable uh, showstopper. That might be different. Anyway, it says here, according to the report in Western Mass News, the top cats in each category were ranked and placed. But it doesn't list the rankings and placements of the cats. Now, this top cat that you speak of, yes. this is a uh, cat that uh, lived near, say, <laughs> a bunch of garbage cans, and there was this a police officer, I, named, I believe his name was Officer Dibble. Wow, you have way too much information on that. I, I don't know, Bax. You never saw a top cat? No. Again, Come on. Little House on the Prairie. Come on. And He's cat. the most effectual. Top cat. The most intellectual. <laughs> top cat. Don't we have the theme song we can play? <laughs> close, close, close friends call him TC. Really? Yes, they did. Wow. I did not know. Providing it's with dignity. <laughs> See, I See? didn't have the lyrics right in front of me, but man, that was a great show. Oh, if you, Top Cat! What, what, if you, you insist. I mean, you know, it's hard for me to, to really be critical because, you know, I'm the only guy in the room that's never saw Top Gun. So, you know, what does that tell you? Mm. But Little House on the Prairie. And Top Cat. And Top Cat. Nope. It's like, uh, now you're going to tell me that you never saw Captain Kangaroo either, right? Top Cat is the indisputable leader of the gang. He's He's the the boss. boss. He's He's a VIP. He's a championship. He's He's the the most tip-top Top Cat. Here it is. If you want to hear it, here it comes in like uh, three, two, one. Top Cat theme. Top Cat. 
the most effectual top cats. Whose intellectual close friends get to call him T. Priding it with dignity. My cadence is off. Yeah, well, great show, man. And you missed it all. I did. God, I can't even imagine how you've gone through Sad to say. so many years without seeing some of the best television there's ever been. Well, no wonder my development has been stunted. Over well, the I'll say. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Juneteenth celebrations occurring all over Western Mass and across the country over the weekend. Police in Louisville, Kentucky, though, had a bad Juneteenth. They're searching for a man who they say punched the mayor of Louisville on Saturday night at a Juneteenth celebration. Mayor Greg Fisher of Louisville punched at 4th Street Live, an entertainment district that was hosting Pride and Juneteenth-related events over the weekend. You got punched, huh? Yeah. You would never see that here in Springfield. Nobody would punch Mayor Sarno. No. not And, and get away with it? Right. Please. Me? He wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't allow that to happen. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> You, but you, in fact, I don't think you can even get close to him. You know what's hidden in that hair that he's got on top of his head? What? An extra fist. <laughs> <laughs> it's the surprise fist. Yeah, come, come over here. Come over here. And, uh, yeah, let's go, go, I got a little dap of Dan in my hair. Come here, come mm. here. I want, to, I want you to wipe that off. Yeah, boom! Right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that happen. Yeah, I, could, I could totally see that. 642 with back Steve and Dave. Got a mass hat coming up on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 649. And Led Zeppelin with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, not so sunny. Uh, rainy and a high of 79. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. So last week we had Tony Ravosa on talking mm-hmm. about the Andy E. Palliative Care uh, Center at, yeah. uh, at Mercy. Mm-hmm. A week from Wednesday, the 29th, it's the uh, the first of the, uh, the many fundraisers that are going to happen. It's a, a Polynesian-style happy hour to benefit the Andy E. Palliative Care Unit at Mercy. Uh, at uh, Center Square Grill, uh, Chef Bill Collins is uh, designing tiki cocktails and uh, South Pacific-inspired apps just like the old Lao used to do. So it's, since uh, Phil Collins is hosting this, is this no jacket required? No. Uh, this is Bill Collins, not Phil Collins. Yeah, the guy who uh, sang Susu Studio. No, that's a different guy. That's uh, You're thinking of Phil Collins, not Bill Collins. When we went to that thing at Great Horse, he was singing. He was singing, uh, he was cooking up uh, ribs, and he was singing. Is, yes. Are you talking about, isn't it a mixture that you use for a specific cocktail? Isn't that a, No, co- no, no, no. That's a Tom Collins. Oh, Here, hmm. th- this is Bill Collins, oh. the chef at okay. Center Square Grill. All anyway, right. this event is happening a week from Wednesday. It's uh, June 29th to uh, to go. You can make your donation to, uh, to give.mercycares.com slash Andy E. Palliative Care uh, unit, and uh, you could uh, Google it if you can't find it, but uh, it's going to be a great event. It's going to be a lot of fun a week from this Wednesday at Center Square Grill right here in East Lawn Meadow. 651 with back Stephen Day. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Oh, we have a New England mass hat close to Massachusetts. In New Hampshire, there's a distillery. They unveiled their new whiskey with an unusual key ingredient. Crabs. Crabs. Yeah. Crab whiskey. Yep. Is that a, the most disgusting sounding booze you could possibly imagine? You know, they sound disgusting, but you never know how they taste in certain 
aspects of something. Like, that might be good. Uh, actually, I can't even think of anything that would be good with it. A Bloody Mary, maybe? You know, like you kind of, I know you. But you wouldn't put whiskey in a Bloody Mary, would you? Uh, you know what? Sky's the limit, baby. I suppose. Well, remember they had that stuff called, was it? Clamato. 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 It's delicious. It's like clam juice with tomato juice. It's, it? But it's wonderful yeah. in a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Well, anyway. In fact, in fact they call, what do they call it? it? It's not a, when it's got Clamato, it's called like a, like a Great Caesar or something like that. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. They're delicious. Well, they say that this new, <laughs> this whiskey from the New Hampshire distillery, again, Tamworth is the name of the place, says it has a taste that's, quote, briny. And better than Fireball. Now, how could it even be vaguely cinnamon-like? I don't quite get that. See, so maybe guess, they're just comparing that it's better than any other whiskey liqueur out there. So anyway, Tamworth Distilling teamed up with the University of New Hampshire's Green Crab Project to develop the House of Tamworth Crab Trapper. See, I can I could see them doing this if it, it like had no clam at all. But they, you just use the same spices that you would use, say, like in a clam boil. Yeah, kind or of like, like is a that crab that, boil. It's a bay, like, like bay seasoning, right? Isn't yeah, that what that's called? Old Bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, this particular crab whiskey is made with a bourbon base steeped with a custom crab corn and spice blend mixture. Maybe to your point there, Bax. Maybe. Know. And I'm looking on their website here. They have some other odd offerings here. They got something called uh, White Mountain Vodka. Now, that sounds okay. They've also got something called Old Hampshire Applejack and Mellow Fellow Corn Whiskey. Mellow Fellow. There you go. That doesn't sound so bad. And then there's something called Skikluben Aquavit. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, know. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a distillery up in Vermont mm -hmm. that makes a bunch of, like, infused flavored uh, liqueurs mm -hmm. that are delicious. There's one It's like a maple cream. Now, I'm not a big maple fan, but if you mix it with other stuff, it's it's fantastic. Can you pour it on pancakes? That's all I care about. <laughs> you probably could. Well, there you go. That's you a could, good buzz breakfast right there. You, you pour that. You pour that right over the top of it. Uh, this Tamworth place has a fascination with death. Of course, what well, is the live free or die state, right? New Hampshire. True. They've got the corpse flower brandy. They've also got the grave robber rye. Well, the, the corpse flower is actually a real flower. I know. It's supposed to be the smelliest yes. thing there is. What are they doing up there at Tamworth Distilling? It's like well, have you ever spent any time with people from New Hampshire? Not really. You know, they're I, weird people, man. They are. They're a different breed. Yeah. I saw an interview with the owner uh, years ago, and he goes, one day we're going to be featured on a segment called Mass Hat on a station in Springfield, <laughs> and we just want to live up to that name. Hey. So here's a corpse flower whiskey. So we crown them today. There you go. That. And as long as we're talking about other idiots out there, how about the uh, guy in Florida busted at the Okeechobee County Sheriff's Office, Richard Anthony Bunnell, taken into custody in a one-piece cow suit and a pink hat. He was arrested at a drug house bust wearing that outfit. The Sheriff's Office from the Okeechobee County Sheriff's posted this on their Facebook page. Quote, if you're thinking about dealing drugs in our, our county... You might want to consider moving. See what they did there? Oh, that's like a that's a cow joke. Yes. Isn't it? Wow. I like it when police organizations can have a little fun with it's, criminals. Yeah, you gotta right? you gotta have uh, you gotta you gotta laugh. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. No, you don't like <laughs> no, when police... No, no, no. How come? Because they're professionals, and they should be professionals. They shouldn't be doing this whole jokey uh, thing going on. That would be like us doing police work. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want that. They, they've tried that around here, and it's, it has not gone over well. You know, with some of the jokey ones that they've done. True. And somebody gets upset about yeah. it anyway. You but might then, as well just report the facts and, uh, you know, let yeah, everybody but else then, But then there are some uh, that uh, that are so well done, you you can't help but laugh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, back yeah, like, some uh, of them are, but... This uh, was not one of them. No, not that one. But yeah. like when John Delaney was the uh, the the, the, the uh, public information officer, you know, he would send out these, these emails every day about, uh, you know, police work, and every now and then... He come up with an absolute gem. My, my favorite one was when he uh, when he sent out the press release saying that he was going to be on vacation, but in that time there were three things that he wasn't going to do. And number one was uh, give you up. Number two was let you down. Ah. And uh, number three was run around and desert you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I know. He rickrolled the Springfield media market. <laughs> <laughs> and we all sat there yeah. going, good on you, man. Yeah. Good man. It's good coming job. Up, coming up on 657 with back Stephen Dave, the... The the, 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 the the magic of Scott Cohen coming up next hour, right? Jeez. Oh, On the phone, though, from Texas, to talk about the U.S. Open and other sports. And by the way, speaking of the U.S. Open, straight ahead in the 102-second sports, not just the top golfers at the U.S. Open in Brookline, but my award... For the worst golfer. I'll give it to you coming up on Rock. I got blue balls from all those teases you just did. (laughs) (laughs) That was like three teases in a row. I'll take that as a compliment. A lot of teases. I'll be among the very first people to tell you, I don't know a whole hell of a lot about gender issues. I just tend to go about my day, worry about myself and the people around me, while at the same time keeping an open mind and treat people with the proper respect that each one of them deserves. I just don't have a lot of solutions for difficult problems, nor do I have any idea how to make things better. I wish I did, but I don't. However, when it comes to competitive swimming events, which involve people of all kinds of gender identifications, clearly something needs to be done to make these events fair for everybody involved. Starting today, the International Swimming Federation, or FINA, will begin a new uh, gender inclusion policy that finally addresses how to establish a competitive balance in international swimming. According to the new rules, male to female transgender athletes will only be eligible to compete in the women's category in FINA competitions if they transition before the age of 12 or before they reach the second stage on the puberty tanner scale, which I didn't even realize was an actual thing, but it is. And for those who are transitioning from female to male by using testosterone, those athletes will only be eligible to compete in women's events if testosterone has been used for less than a year. They will then establish an open category that would include those who do not meet the otherwise established criteria. Now listen, I don't know if this is a good policy or a bad policy. I suppose that only time will tell. Nor do I know how this will ultimately satisfy those who are in transition. What I can tell you is at the very least, the International Swing Federation has made a decision. Any decision. It's a decision that appears to address a more equitable competitive balance among the athletes without exclusion. Is it fair? It's about as fair as anything else we've come up with. Is it practical? Again, we'll find out soon enough. Listen, in my opinion, everyone should have the right to compete, and everyone should have the right to live life the way they choose. But when it comes to athletics, clearly some considerations need to be made to make competition fair for everybody. And at least Phoenix trying their best to consider something that includes everybody. And I think you have to applaud the effort, because without it, you're just making things worse for everybody involved. 
But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Craftsman 16-gallon wet-dry vac is 100 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. So is the Craftsman 6-gallon pancake air compressor. Tons of great tool deals at Rocky's. Check them out on the flyer. You'll find it in the store, on the app, or at rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven. And Ozzy Osbourne with Pac, Steve, and Dave at Rock 102. We're going to hit highs of like 80 today. Lots of sunshine. That's good news. Uh, Scott Cohen is brought to you by Mosquito Shield. And uh, Mosquito Free Summer uh, Mosquito Free Summer are brought to you by, oh my God, the local leader of residential mosquito control. Sign up Them. now yeah. at uh, MoShield.com. On the phone that's right now, it is Scott Cohen. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Actually, they paying you extra for... Uh... <laughs> for, no. for that uh, eloquent uh, little intro there. You no, if, if they were paying me extra, I would have done it correctly. I can guarantee you. See, it stands out that way, though. <laughs> <laughs> How we doing? We're good. We're good. Hey, uh, man, what a, a good start for the uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds, taking one in Chicago. Uh, that, uh, that bodes pretty well for tonight and when they come back to Springfield on Wednesday night. Yeah, man, I think it's great, um, you know, that we're sitting here on with uh, everything that's going on and, and leading off with um, with the Thunderbirds. Man, that that team, you know, for lack of a better term, has just been a been a just a runaway freight train. Um, you know, they've had dramatic wins going in to get them to where they are. It's starting out with the Calder Cup Finals, and then you know, going on the road yesterday and, and uh, beating Chicago the way they did in overtime. Just man, just a lot, a lot of fun, and they're they're off to a great start. I think we're going to get to could see in person the calder cup itself right um yeah. tomorrow i think yeah. uh, nate costa is going to uh, be here tomorrow I, I, no that's not happening oh it's not oh, it's not you didn't check your email this morning damn it no i didn't check my email this morning damn it well anyway we uh, we may uh, be around it at some point mm-hmm. i will i will tell you this though you know so chicago has got uh, you know technically the home field advantage but it's weird saturday yep. night there were eleven thousand empty seats in that arena in Chicago. Wow. And there will be no empty seats on Wednesday when they're back here in Springfield. I mean, they play in an arena that's got 17,000 seats. Uh, a city of almost 9 million people could only muster up 6,200 people. Meanwhile, there's 6,800 people that will fill up uh, the Mass Mutual Center in the 168th largest city in America. So I think the home yeah. field advantage uh, idea has been neutralized simply on that alone. Well, a couple of things, you know, and I've used this term before. The, you know, the uh, the uh, the adage in sports is is that a uh, a playoff series doesn't start until the home team loses. Okay, so Chicago Chicago lost yesterday, and you know, uh, obviously, sports fans in Chicago have other things to distract them uh, other than the, their local AHL team. Um, but I think what a, a lot of people um, don't realize is that. Um, the American Hockey League is considered the second um, best talented hockey league in the world. Um, you know these these guys. You know the NHL is obviously the gold standard, and these guys are one step away from uh, from playing in the NHL. Uh, they're playing for uh, NHL organizations, and you know the the Calder Cup. You know obviously the your casual sports fan you know thinks the Stanley Cup is the beginning and the end, but if if this team wins a Calder Cup. Those are that. Those, that's going to be a memory that these guys are going to take forever, obviously. 
and it's it's a it's one of the most prestigious trophies in sports. And I I don't think a lot of um, you know people follow the AHL casually, but I don't think people appreciate just how um, revered the American Hockey League is. And Springfield's got a great team. What um, Matt Kessel scored uh, the game winner yesterday, and you know he's a former UMass Minutemen. And they had a kid, um, I think his name is um, Matthew Pekka, uh, who scored uh, a goal early in the game for Springfield. If, you know, you go and look at, at Pekka's um, uh, resume. I mean, he's played in Ottawa for Montreal. And this is the NHL now. He's played for Montreal. He's played for Ottawa. He's played for Tampa Bay. The, those guys on the, on the Thunderbirds roster have, they've got NHL experience. And that's it's really, really good hockey. So... I hope they've opened up people's eyes and people start following them, you know, here for the next couple of weeks because I think it's going to end well. I want to uh, mention the uh, the Boston Celtics. Obviously, they you know they lost the championship to uh, to Golden State this Thursday is the NBA draft, and you know this is I don't you know, this is not great news, but they don't have a single yeah. uh, first round draft pick. They don't pick until the second round, number fifty three. So you can't necessarily address things in the draft, but. Uh, yeah, and I don't. I can't even tell you off the top of my head where you point were the deficiencies in this team, other than there were just some good players that chose not to step up. Jason Tatum. Not- you, yeah, I mean, listen. Uh, uh, so uh, you know, two things. The first part of what you said, absolutely true. But you know what, Baxi? It's like if you look at if you look at their and I, you know, read this this morning. If you look at their contract situation, every key contributor uh, from uh, this past uh, playoff run is is under contract and coming back next year. So, I mean, technically, they don't have a lot of uh, issues to address. They'll probably sign a, a you know um, uh, a free agent that maybe the casual basketball fan has never never heard of before, and then they could that also end up signing a free agent uh, veteran that 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 people uh, do know. But they they really don't they don't have any deficiencies. They don't need to fill any holes, and you know the whole stepping up thing. Right after the series was over, you know everybody was you know was all over Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and you know and, and this that and the other thing, and like you know Jason Tatum's not a true superstar yet. You know that that Golden State team is is a dynasty. Um, they've won four of the last eight NBA titles. Uh, that's that team is as good as it gets. So that there's no there's no crying in, in the you know in your soup for Celtic fans. They had a great run and they just ran into a team that just is basically better than they are. That's the bottom. That was the bottom line. How about golf at the U.S. Open? You were there for a practice round last week, right? Yeah, sure, man. Um, that was we went to the country club on Tuesday for a practice round. Walked around and got a chance to see it, and you know, uh, obviously, you know, great, great course and a great finish. I know you probably checked it out, Dave. Well, I only checked it out on TV because I was denied my press credentials. But you, you paid for a <laughs> ticket. I know that. And um, did you happen to try the special cocktail that a bartender has perfected over the years there at Brookline? No, no, I don't. I don't. I mean, you know, listen, I'm a cocktail guy, but no, I, uh, I did not. Uh, pray tell. I think I might have missed this one. Uh, apparently, he sort of like a Lou Gehrig story. You know, Wally Pip. Like some bartender went off on vacation for a day. This guy stepped in like 40 years ago. He's been there ever since, and he concocted oh a. God, he concocted. He put together a beverage 
He doesn't drink. So he, he did it by sense of smell. And he, ah, for can, crying well, out loud. Well, he, what is it? it? That's got, like, different types of rum, light rum, dark rum, lem, lemon things, something else, like a little splits of this. And it's, it's like, world famous now. They, have, they not only sell merchandise in the pro shop... <laughs> All about the golf. They, they have merchandise about the cocktail. And according to Jimmy Roberts in his report, people show up at like Boston Garden or to a Red Sox game and they'll say, hey, did you try the, you know, and they name yeah. the. Meanwhile, um, if you go to Franconia, you got a bag of beer with a, with a bunch of ice in it. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Baxi, Frontier and Vet, you know, it's like I'll take, a, I'll take the. Uh, I'll take the six-shooter. It's like, well, what's that? Oh, it's six cans of beer and a bag of ice. Come on. Come on. Uh, by the way, it's the, Fernan- no, it's the Fernando, and that's the guy's name, the, mm. the bartender. All right. Well, listen, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go check that out. But, yeah, the golf yesterday was, was, was um, amazing. Two, two 20-year-old guys down the stretch, mm-hmm. and, you know, Scotty Scheffler, who's just a little bit older than that, um, and, you know, the, the country club uh, put on a great show. And, you know, Fitz, Fitzpatrick, who won Matthew Fitzpatrick, he was, I think he's the first player since Jack Nicklaus to win uh, the U.S. Amateur and the U.S. Open on the same golf course. Um, uh, Fitzpatrick did it at the, at, the, at the Country Club in Brookline, and I think Jack Nicklaus did it out at Pebble Beach. So that's, uh, that's pretty heady company. And, the, you know, the shot that he, he hit on 18 out of the bunker, that's, you know, when you sit there and watch, you know, U.S. Open highlights, you know, down through the years moving forward. That shot's going to be uh, one of the ones that they're going to show you. Uh, what what he did out of that bunker to get it on that green with the with the bunker that was in front of the 18th green was it, it was it just an immaculate shot. It was a great, great player and, and obviously a great finish. And you mentioned Matt Fitzpatrick in his 20s and Will Zalatoris. You were talking about his 20s. Scheffler is also 25. Yeah, he's 25, and I'm I'm down in Dallas right now, and um, he's a. Uh, uh, Scheffler is, is from this area, so mm-hmm. you know they were. He was, you know, on the front pages of all the local papers. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of great twenty somethings in golf, and they're going to be around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Very good, Scott. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Okay, sounds good, guys. Hang in there. All right, Scott Cohen brought to you by Mosquito Shield. Check it out at uh, MoShield.com. Seven twenty two with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 727 and Alice Cooper with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 78. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 79. It's 55 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, real quick, the uh, the back Stephen Dave daily podcast we posted just after 10 o'clock this morning. You'll never miss another show again if you do it that way, and that way you can uh, listen to it whenever you damn well feel like it. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. And directly on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest, Malcus Spiegel, uh, from the band Minimal Compact. They're a band that was uh, f- originally from Israel. They moved to Amsterdam. Uh, they were never able to make it into this country because they were denied visas, mm. uh, primarily because they were from Israel. And uh, that made everybody nervous at the time. She's also the, uh, the wife of Colin Newman, who was my guest last week. And uh, she's got a new album. It's fantastic. And you can check that out. Again, on rock102.com. Hey, a man in Florida intentionally driving erratically, not because he was on drugs or not because he was stoned or drunk or anything like that. He was driving erratically because he wanted the cops to pull him over because he was being kidnapped. And sure enough, they pulled over the car and they arrested 
the three passengers that were kidnapping him. But Dang. he was the one driving? Yeah. How about that? Interesting. Yeah. Good Very move. smart. Good move by that guy, right? Now, is his insurance company going to assess him points for reckless driving? <laughs> I don't. I, I bet you they will. I would think not, because uh, the cop would intercede there and help him out with the story. If he was in Massachusetts, he could fight that uh, by filing an appeal with the Massachusetts Registry of Motor Vehicles. Well, and of ah. course, he'd be denied because yeah. the registry, as you know, is an inefficient system. Actually, I did that once, and I got approved. It took over a year. Really? It was that car accident I got into where I totaled the car. Huh. Oh, yeah, and it was yeah. I slipped on the ice, so then they were like giving me the surcharge because it was my fault. Hmm. And then uh, after uh, a year, I finally got this appointment, and I went down there, and I said to the guy, just, I explained the story. The guy recorded the story, and then he said, okay, you're all set. Uh, we'll reverse that. And then the insurance company gives you all the money back that you gave, that you gave them over the last year. Hmm. It was crazy. Wow. No kidding. I had no idea. Yeah. Might have to consider the that. The more you know. Congrats. We got news next to Rock 102. Now is the time to... 7.30. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Mention Rock 102 and save $2,500 off the cost of labor during Yankee Homes. Thank you, America Sale going on now through July 4th. Call Yankee Home and mention Rock 102 all month long. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Springfield Police need some help. They're trying to find a 30-year-old dad and his son. Of course, here it is, a day after Father's Day. Robert Jackson and his son, Caden, who's four, were last seen Thursday near Johnny Appleseed Park on Hancock Street. Granby police are also looking for the public's help in identifying a vehicle and its driver. Involving a hit and run over the weekend, crews responding to Bachelor Street just after 6.30 Saturday morning for reports of an injured cyclist. Officers arriving at the scene, they found the seriously injured unnamed male and his bike that was also severely damaged. Officials on the scene determining the cyclist had been traveling north on Bachelor Street in Granby when the unknown vehicle hit him from behind, forcing him off the road. Vehicle didn't stop. And the guy just kept on driving. Mm, apparently. If I'm not mistaken, that's a that's a crime, right? That you're supposed to like uh, sit there and wait for like the cops to arrive before you can just uh, bolt out away from the scene. You would think, right? Yeah. They ever catch the guy that hit, that hit you? Nope. Never. Nope. Not even close. Nope. Could you identify the guy? Nope. I Did- kind of like sort thought I saw the car and a younger youngish driver out of the corner of my eye from behind, but I, I don't know. I already got the uh, body work done, so nobody can tell. <laughs> <laughs> he did look a little like you, yeah, Steve. Well, hey, you know. You're kind of like a youngest, youngest driver in a pickup truck. A suspect nearly drowned after jumping into the Passaic River in New Jersey. He's wanted here in Massachusetts. Juan Castano is 29, and he jumped into the Passaic River to try and escape the authorities and he's wanted in massachusetts and pennsylvania for various offenses he's been a fugitive from justice twice before having uh been uh born in the state of new jersey and mm-hmm. grew up there for some time the passaic river is the last place <laughs> anybody wants to jump into yeah unless you want to come out looking like the toxic avenger you know the New Jersey's first superhero. <laughs> <laughs> or or the guy from um, RoboCop that gets it like he's all, he's like dripping. He like yeah, falls, he's dripping yeah. in the, yeah, uh, right. like the toxic waste. Yeah. yeah, yeah, him. 
Authorities say a former Massachusetts police officer tried to give a woman cash for sex acts. Is that wrong? Is that wrong? Had I known. 66-year-old Thaddeus Rochette is a retired police officer from Townsend, accused of making numerous statements that were sexually inappropriate to the woman and offering her cash for sex during a conversation that was held inside the business where she's employed. Doesn't say the business. So she's not the kind of person that would necessarily have sex for money. Again, it doesn't detail that in the story. What kind of st- money are we talking about? Again, doesn't say that either. And what, I, what kind of uh, sex act was this guy interested in? I don't know, but to that topic that Steve just brought up, I had a radio partner one time who got hit, who got arrested hitting on a, a policewoman posing as a prostitute in a sting operation. They always say if they're good looking, they're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> he offered her twenty two bucks for some oral. Yeah, that's, you see, what he had, that's, that's what he had in his pocket. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're really serious about something like that, you gotta go well over two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, this is this is why uh, it's so important to consider quality craftsmanship in this kind of uh, financial exchange. Mm-hmm. You're, if you're paying for a twenty two dollar sex act, you're probably going to get a fifteen dollar. Uh, sex act with a with an upcharge, or you're going to get arrested. But if you're if you're paying, Steve, you're right. If you're paying for a two hundred and fifty dollars sex act, you know at the very least you are getting something from a qualified professional that has on site training. Uh, there's there's probably uh, I don't know. She's probably been to some seminars, uh, oh, like a good TED talk, mm-hmm. something. Yep. Something. I mean, why should you, as a consumer, I mean, it really is about consumer protections. Get Mike Quincy on the phone, see if he can uh, let us know about any of this kind of information. How do you know that you're going to get quality craftsmanship? What's the reliability uh, rating on on today's common street uh, prostitute? Oh, I don't know. What's the star rating? Of I don't know. Can, can you get a Yelp rating on that, by the way? I don't know if they have Yelp nah, rating. That Yelp would be... is a white trash soundboard. That's all that is. You know, you can rate. You can get ratings for radio stations on Yelp. Did you know that? Oh, don't encourage uh, don't anybody. Even, yeah, don't, don't encourage people. On it's the there. Yelp, Yelp it's, yay. it's there. Hey, here's something that Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno would never let happen. Getting punched by some guy. Happened to the mayor of Louisville, Kentucky, Greg Fisher. He was punched over the weekend during a Juneteenth and Pride celebration in the Entertainment District of Louisville. Happened on 4th Street Live. I've been there. There's a lot of bourbon drinking going on in that region of Louisville. And some guy walked up to Mayor Greg Fisher and punched him. They're still trying to find the guy. Happened Saturday night. Again, something that Mayor Dom Sarna would never let happen. I don't think he would let anyone take a swing at him. I, I And I think anyone who tries would be a damn fool. Mm-hmm. Dave Portnoy runs Bar t- Barstool Sports. He took a swing at rating the pizza from Red Rose. We finally had the rating here. Remember last week we were talking about this, and he had yep. apparently visited, tried the pie, but hadn't put up his rating yet. Did you see what it got? 7.9, which is a very solid score. For yeah, me. the guys on the golf course that I played with on Saturday morning, my buddies Greg and George were talking about that. That was, I mean, that's big news, right? George, po- George Glass. <laughs> George Glass. <laughs> I'm just getting, go ahead. No, you know, that's, a, that's a, a good quality score. I watched, I watched the review because mm-hmm. like everybody else, yep. I was curious. Right. You know, I've seen him do other reviews before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, they, they, the Caputo showed him around, they, they went, uh, you know, into the very deep recesses of, of Red Rose. 
Got themselves a good score. And then they say, hey, we really like your uh, your racism that you were uh, called out yes, for. Yes, we also like the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, the the sexual inappropriate yeah. behavior you've been accused but of. But we're going to look all that aside if you give us a good pizza rating. Which he did. Portnoy gave, gave him a 7-9, which is what Bax just said. He does these one-bite reviews. Yep. Versus he just takes one bite. But then he cheats. He takes more than one bite. If you've seen the videos, he cheats all the time. Anyway, he described the Red Rose pizza as, quote, weird, but in a good way. Well, he's saying it's weird. because, And you know, here's the thing he doesn't really understand. Yes, he's from Boston, so he's used to, like, Boston-style pizza. But every region has a different type of pizza and he's saying it's like detroit style which uh, it's just not but nevertheless he uh he said it was weird in a, in a good way uh, you know to me that's a good quality pie over there he only but judges it, white pizza though yes that's yeah. right but yeah. he did have one with no with marinara just, no this one was yeah <laughs> this had actual sauce on it oh it was the culturally correct uh yes, pizza yeah. right so portnoy on barstool sports website reviews quote one pizza a day until he tries them all, end quote, according to his YouTube page. So um, I posted the uh, the review mm-hmm. on, on Facebook, and there were like a bunch of people saying, oh, yeah, it's just okay. Like everybody's got their own opinion, and, uh, and there's no consensus about what's the uh, the best in the area. Red Rose has got a, uh, a very, very loyal following. And I remember having a conversation. Remember the conversation we had when MGM was opening, and, and uh, there was a conversation about whether – uh, Red Rose should have yeah. uh, sold out to uh, MGM. Yeah, and I said no, they should not. No, they that was the best decision they made. It was, was to a, keep that there. Pure genius is what they did because that made that made Red Rose that much more well, valuable. Well, look at the cost of the frozen burger at Tap. You know, <laughs> it's like fifteen dollars for a burger. You could go over to Red Rose and get a you can get a pizza at least for fifteen bucks, and uh, you could probably get an entree and a sandwich and all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, individually priced, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their and you know, and their business increased so much they had to put a second kitchen in, and they were able to expand their dining area. Mm. So yeah, no, they did the right thing. The only thing about judging pizza is like it's hard to do because there's so many different places in different regional sections. You know, when people go out for pizza, they usually only go around the area where they live. Right. So somebody from like Westfield isn't going to drive to downtown Springfield to get a pizza. It's just not mm-hmm. usually the way that works. Unless you're going out to dinner, that's a completely different thing. But you know, if you if you're just calling up somebody, uh, you know, here you probably wouldn't go to Red Rose. From here, you'd uh, you'd go to what's the one? Uh, well, down there's here? pizza shop. There's, uh, there's Fazio's, another good Fazio's, one. right? Yeah, the, stuff the like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's more about <clears throat> your regional, even sub-regional areas that you got to do the judging. Well, for. like yesterday, we went to uh, we got a calzone from Tony's on Boston Road. <laughs> it's a damn good pie right there. It's not a pie. It's a calzone. Well, it's basically a pizza that's been folded in half. No, it's, it's a calzone. It's not a pie. A pie would be fine. Well, flat, I've had the pie there, too, and it's fantastic. You know, argue with me about uh, pizzas and calzones. I know what it is, but it's not a pizza pie. It's a calzone. Okay, well, fine. I've had the I've had the pizza there, too. I'm, what I'm telling you is that that's a good place that should also be uh, rated what, by, well, by Portnoy. What do you give it? Go ahead and rate it, then. I'm give a, it a, I'm, see, see, my rating is my rating compared to his rating <laughs> isn't really fair because, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's rating... Every pizza based upon his own standard. My standard would be different, so comparing my number to his wouldn't be accurate at all. I mean, I gotcha. think I think Red Rose is excellent, but it's 
you know, I mean, I don't always, I don't always get down to uh, to Red Rose. So I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't even really thought of it. I would need to have a pizza in front of me to give you uh, my own score. And I don't have anything in front of me. Yeah, where is this pizza we speak of that we need to judge? <laughs> I can't make a, a I can't make a good value in judgment right. now with nothing in front of me. Right. Coming up on seven forty two with Bax, Stephen, Dave. Straight ahead and now hear this: a dream come true for you, Bax, but a nightmare for Steve Nagel, and also an injury over the weekend and a quiz for you guys. All that straight ahead and now hear this on Rock one hundred two. Share one hundred two Springfield's classic rock. It's seven forty nine, and the Scorpions are back. Steve and Dave and Rock one hundred two. It is uh, going to be sunny and a high of seventy eight today. Rainy and a high of seventy nine for tomorrow. It's fifty five right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, that uh, Murray, uh, last week I was talking about that cornhole uh, yes. tournament yes. at Nathan Bills. They raised uh, twenty and hundred hours for the uh, for that for that fund, which was yeah. very very cool. So uh, congratulations to the Andrew J. McConnell uh, McDonald Scholarship Fund. A great event at Nathan Bills that Memorial Cornhole, cornhole Tournament. So uh, congratulations, well well done. Seven forty nine with back Stephen Dave. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Redneck noise, dude. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one. I have a 30-second piece of audio for you guys to listen to very carefully. There's a quiz at the end. Here you go. Why does it seem like every time you're watching TV, there's a commercial for a new brand of cat food? And it's always some kind of crazy new flavor, like tuna and salmon surprise. I don't need a new flavor of cat food every other week. Just tell me what was so bad about the old ones. They were great. And why are they always trying to trick us with these new flavors? They'll be like, we know you like tuna, so we put some tuna in this can. But we also put some other stuff in there, too. I don't want to have to guess what's in my cat food. I just want it to be tuna. That's it. Just tuna. No surprises. I mean, there's a 30-second ad. Okay. What are your impressions? What are your normally, first thought? What are your first thoughts? My first thought is I don't normally do impressions, but if I did, uh, that would be Jerry Seinfeld talking about cat food. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, deep not, fake Jerry Seinfeld. It is. Yeah, it's not him. A, that's a fake Jerry yep. Seinfeld. Yeah, I yep. could tell it wasn't his voice. That's an artificial intelligence version of the famous comedian. It's machine generated, and one of them deep fake voices to deliver the whole thing. Pretty damn, pretty it, damn freaky. It is, it's but crazy. You're, you're right, Steve. There's a few little, but you'd really have to be listening very carefully. Well, it's I think. not even funny either. It's no, like usually uh, Jerry Seinfeld, he can't not be funny. Is it being funny now? A little. So, uh, so, so Jerry Seinfeld refused to do this, and so they decided to have a Seinfeld robot type of thing. I guess, and I don't know what the ramifications of that are, and whether he's going to like try and sue him or whatever. We'll follow the story, but. Like, the point is that these deep fakes are really good and dangerous. I mean, imagine the implications in the future here with politics and other things where you could create an AI version of just about anybody saying just about anything. Well, that's uh, that can almost suggest that any one of us could be replaced by artificial intelligence. Right. Don't say that. Which I think some of us actually have. That was like the uh, the DJ 3000 on The Simpsons. That's right. Where they had the, uh, <laughs> it looks like those clowns in Washington did it again. Man, this guy is good. <laughs> Clip number two. Our president fell off his bicycle over the weekend. Joe Biden fell off his bicycle. I'm glad that he's all right. If Joe still wants to pedal around, I think that he may need. 
79 years old. Did you see the video? Yeah. I did see the video. Yeah. Crosses the street, yep. and he stops. Yep. That's when he falls. Yep. Yeah, your feet get are locked into those kind of pedals that you have, the special shoes lock in there. Mm-hmm. It's tough to get out of them if you've never tried that before. Especially if you're 78 yeah. and not all that with it to begin with. He yep. still had better balance than that guy who was trying to insurrect the Capitol uh, that fell off the wall out the front. <laughs> I love that one where they do the Mario uh, sound to that. Like he was... The 79-year-old president instantly swarmed by Secret Service agents rushing to help him to his feet. He's okay, in case anybody's interested. They got to give him a walker. And as long as we're talking about music, which we just played a little Queen clip for you there, uh, how about this one? From a special appearance at the Red Sox game on Saturday night. Touching me, touching you. Neil Diamond himself. Wow. Your favorite, Steve. He's done it before. Wow, 38,000 fans singing Sweet Caroline at a ballpark. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. Nope. (laughs) He's the uh, consummate consummate showman, that Neil Diamond. Mm -hmm. Live at Fenway on Saturday night. There you go. That sounds good. The man himself. And uh, we talked about this earlier in sports. You know, at the British Open, right down the road at Brookline Country Club in, in Boston, uh, you had your winner, Matt Fitzpatrick, and then you had kind of your loser that I talked about, Grayson Murray. Yes. Who at one point was 12 over, then he was 15 over, then he was 18 over, and this is how it sounded on one hole. Murray has had some struggles here at this par four. This is a double bogey attempt. Ugh. Throws it tomahawk style. There's going to be a seven at the seventh, and... Yeah, hello. The frustration there coming out of Grayson Murray. Yeah, the putter goes winging. And then a couple of holes later, here he is. Uphill second shot here at the 10th. Oh, yikes. Oh, goodbye. Yeah, there's, broke this club over his knee. You know, these guys are doing this out of Boston. Boston sports fans, if they were calling this game, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be nearly as polite as these guys in the uh, in the broadcast booth. Not only that. They'd, they'd prob- be ripping this guy to shreds. Or they'd consider him their hero because he's acting the same way we would act. No, they rip him to shreds because that's a whole lot more fun. I don't know if you saw any of the U.S. Open, but uh, Keegan Bradley at the end, he's a New England guy. Grew up in Vermont, I think, if All I'm right. not mistaken. He had a huge round of applause at the end there, and he was, like, taking bows on the 18th. Fans loved him. I thought that was great. That's cool. Yeah. It's coming up on 756 with back Steve and Dave. We've got the 102-second sports next on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 809. And Billy Idol with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. So we're going to have pretty good weather today. Highs, eh, high 70s, low 80s, lots of sunshine. Good, uh... What would you do uh, to a coworker uh, if you wanted to, you know, play a joke on him? Or uh, what kind of what kind yeah, of what joke? kind of prank would you play on a coworker? Oh, I don't know. I'm not a you know I'm not a I'm not a jokester. I'm not really a practical joker. But if I were going to do something, uh, uh, wrapping the toilets up in saran yeah. wrap, that's a hell of a gag. Yeah, that's yeah. a good gag. I got caught one time eating uh, sponge cake from the kitchen. Actual sponges, really, with frosting on top. Made you, to- you fell for that old guy. I did. That's terrible. Yep. Would you? Would you grab somebody's junk? No. 
All right, a police officer who touched his colleague's manhood and shouted, it's a small one, has been sacked. Get it? Mm. Oh, I see. Sacked. Yeah, right, yeah. Is this a British the, thing because sacked? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, it is from Wales. PC yeah. Adam Reed was dismissed by the Wiltshire police for his wholly inappropriate behavior, which is uh, spelled uh, with an O-U-R at yeah. the end of it. He was, uh, he was sacked following a five-day misconduct hearing headed by an independent lawyer, a legally qualified uh, chair. Uh, during the hearing, Reed admitted that at a police station in front of colleagues, he had pulled down the officer's trouser tip uh, zip, inserted his hand, and touched his manhood before shouting, it's a small one. So he didn't just like, you know, just go and grab the crotch. He did. He actually opened up the barn door. Yeah. Can't do that. He claimed the incident was banter and he should not be sacked. Reed argued it amounted to misconduct rather than gross misconduct, which results in dismissal. <clears throat> you know, I'm uh, I'm the kind of uh, fellow employee, the kind yeah. of company man that would not touch somebody inappropriately, intentionally. Like if I brushed up against, if, if I were swinging my arms or you know, like mm-hmm. just in a regular walking gait, and I accidentally bumped my the back of my hand. On your business. Like you did the other day with me. Yeah, totally by accident. It wasn't like I say, hey, Dave, hold on a second while I grab a hold of this. I never did that. Yeah. I, and I would not ever do that. But yeah. uh, but yeah, just I can't even imagine going up to any one of the people that I work with here and say, huh, I wonder what's going on down there. Mm-hmm. I don't really wonder that much. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. I mean, I've been kicked plenty of times by our parent company right in the pork sword. But, sure, uh, right. But never would I grab somebody else's, uh, mm. you know. It's just it's just not uh, something you would do. No, it's not. And normally, if you're if it would happen, most times, unless there's something going on in there, it is going to be small. Till later on, when it's needed, you know, when it has to get bigger. You know, most yeah. of us, it's you know, it is what it is. It's like. Yeah. Are you, speak are you, for yourself. Are you Maybe divulging I, uh, something personal here? Sure. At the, really? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, it it work. It gets a you know to its appropriate size when it has to, mm. but when it doesn't have to, it's you know, it's there. It's that's not you know not much. So I could see where <laughs> this guy would go. You know, grab a handful. And say, oh, it's small. Wow. This uh, mm-hmm. this lady friend of yours yeah. really hit the jackpot, didn't she? Yeah. What can I say? Do you like gherkins? <laughs> you do. You do what you do. What you can with what God gave you. Well, it looks like a penis, only smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, the but, in- the yeah. incident happened only about a month after uh, the officers uh, started full time in October of last year, and Deputy Chief Constable Paul Mills of the Wiltshire Police said the actions of former Police Constable Adam Reed were not wholly inappropriate. They violated the dignity of his colleague and would have caused him significant distress. This would be a good way to uh, get some money out of your employer. Hey, this guy grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he grabbed me right in the uh, the purple helmeted love warrior. Yeah, no, I get that. But I just don't, uh, you know, listen, we have everybody here, I think, most of the people, some, well, a few of the people that are he- still here, uh, <laughs> sat through the company's sexual harassment seminar videos. I know I... I certainly did, and they made me horny. Oh, my God. So hot. But, uh, you know, I learned a lesson, uh, a very valuable lesson in those videos. That, you know, I am not to talk in front of fellow employees about uh, sex or uh, 
sexually explicit words. We can only do it on the air. Yeah, that's for entertainment fine. purposes. Yes, that's perfectly acceptable. But like around the office or the conference table, I leave that conversation uh, for the locker room. I don't ever remember during that sexual harassment thing where they uh, referred to it as talking about your cooch cork. No, they never got into specifics like that. I think they were very uh, general in the conversation, so that they wouldn't have to talk about some of the things that you have just mentioned here. <laughs> Listen, if your coworker comes up to you, because they don't do that, they do those reenactments in the video. You know, the horrible reenactments. Right, mm-hmm. to, to and, give you an idea of what these things actually look like. Never once did I hear one of those guys goes, who wants to take a ride on the scrotum pole? Yeah, no, that's that, <laughs> not once in that video did you hear that. Is that a Native American thing? It is. It'll leave you red in the face, too. <laughs> Stop, please. Oh, my God. Yeah, so this guy, uh, he's uh, he's not going back to work. You know, I never figured out, though, in, in all in all seriousness, though, I never really quite understood what gets into the into the mind of someone who feels as though either they are entitled to do that or feel as though it is a hilarious joke and uh, and and unintentional. It's like, no, no, it's 2022. Shouldn't you already be aware that you're not supposed to do that? Shouldn't that just be common sense at this point? You would think, but uh, there have been many of the conversations I have walked away from of office banter mm-hmm. that uh, we're walking that fine line, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not participating in this. I don't really need to. Good for you. To yeah, have a- yeah. That's, uh, you that's- you showed restraint. Well, I mean, it is a different beat. You know, we can talk about this stuff here amongst us mm-hmm. because I don't know why what the difference is. It's, I guess because you can turn the radio station if you don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you're in a in a private setting where people are, you know, talking back and forth, right. that is not the time to uh, show or tell. No, I, I I just I just don't really understand the the whole. And I've heard horror stories, not about, you know, here, I'm talking about like, you know, I've heard horror stories of way, like, uh, you know, some bosses or managers or supervisors will treat the people that work, you know, uh, that work for them and their behavior is just, it, it's, it's mind blowing yeah. how anyone can think that you could be entitled to that kind of power yep. or that, you know, that kind of behavior. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I personally don't like being treated like a sex object as much as anybody else. I mean, I'm a, I'm a human being with, Depends uh, on the with emotions and yeah, feelings and all I those know. things. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wish I was treated like a sex object. See? I, I don't know, Steve. Circumstantial, though. Very circumstantial. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if you were treated like a sex object, you probably wouldn't like it that much. I don't know about that. You'd feel cheapened uh, in a way. And, uh, yeah, but dis- let me experience dismissed. that for myself. Uh, let me find out the hard way. Yeah, that it's wrong. <laughs> right, that it's not good. I got treated like a sex object over the weekend. I kind of liked it. It's a golf with my buddies on oh, Saturday no, morning. I was going to say, yeah. I don't know all that ball, all there. that ball washing. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, somebody, somebody working on their the, uh, the the grip of their shaft. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah well, you got to work yes. on your game. Got to work on the putts. Yes. That's right. Yeah. You're absolutely right about yeah. that. So, uh, when in doubt, don't take it out. You don't. Yeah. Don't even talk about taking it out, and don't start grabbing. Never. Eight eighteen with back Steve and Dave and Rock one hundred and two. Brought to Springfield's Classic Rock. It's eight twenty six. 
and Aerosmith with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 79. It is uh, currently 56 in downtown Springfield. So I got out and about and did some stuff over the weekend. I was telling you guys in the 6 o'clock hour, but I did watch the U.S. Open in golf, and I watched it on my new channel. So I had to get rid of Hulu, which I watch all my live TV on, but it kept failing. Every time I would go to Hulu, I'd be watching like, ESPN or, you know, pardon the interruption or NBA playoff game or whatever, after like 90 seconds, it would click off. I'm like, what the hell is going on with Hulu? And so I canceled it and I got Fubo TV instead. Fubo? Fubo or Fubo? Fubo. F-U-B-O. And how is that? Very good and reliable. And I'm never going back to Hulu. Now, it's unfortunate because there was some other stuff on Hulu that I really liked. There was a series called Chance with uh, Hugh Laurie that was very good and some other like original right. original programming. I've, n- I, I've never had a problem with uh, with Hulu. Do you, you, what, uh, which tier were you paying for? The uh, the commercial free version? Well, he's got live TV, so he's paying the extra of whatever because you probably oh, yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, cable. Right. You're using yes. the, is the internet with the thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I, I don't know about that service because I don't watch live TV right. anymore. The only I thing I watch I really, is sports. Is the, yeah. all I watch when it's live. Yeah, I don't something. even. I don't even really watch that. I watch most of the stuff on uh, online. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way now. I mean, if I, uh, I mean, you know, there. I mean, there are some things that I'll, I'll watch, you know, live. But like, mm-hmm. like you said, I think it's really it's really boiled down to sports. Right, and and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Fubo TV has the Red Sox games because I remember I think or Bruins or somebody like um, I think it said something about that at the beginning of the season. So you know, yeah, you're not going to be able to get. Well, there are, there are some baseball Nesson. games being covered by. Is it Apple TV that's that's doing uh, yes. baseball? Yes, Apple TV yeah. is doing it. Yeah, but but they said at the beginning of the season, I think it was baseball. They said you know you're not going to be able to get the socks on Nesson anymore. If you're online or whatever. So I think maybe I get the Sox game. Not that I, I can't watch baseball anymore. I get bored. But um, anyway, Fubo TV, I'm happy. I haven't heard of uh, Fubu, but, but uh, you know, I mean, I feel like now I'm kind of maxed out as far as how many streaming services yes. I want to pay for. Well, I, you know what? I, I paid for a free subscription seven day to um, Paramount Plus. Because that had the movie we were going to watch, Jerry and Marge Go Large. Right. But i got to remember to cancel the subscription at the end of the week. Oh, yeah, because you don't want to get charged right. for that. Right. There's nothing else on there that I want. Yeah. So I, I, got, I got the like the Apple TV uh, mm-hmm. appliance that you know, plugs into the TV that oh. makes your, your TV like, you know, like a real smart TV. No. Yeah. And There's no da- such thing. Seriously? Yeah, dude, I've had it for years. It's a little box. Really? They've had it. It's probably been about eight years now that they've had it. Wow. Even longer than that. uh, And so there's no subscription? It's just like you buy 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 the device or whatever? You buy the device, you get like a certain, you you get like a teaser uh, preview for Apple TV Plus. Mm Mm-hmm. But you can also download like the uh, the Netflix and Hulu and oh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of different apps that you can go to. Yeah. I kind of like the interface because you can also mirror your phone with it, Okay, which is kind of cool. You mm-hmm. Or use your phone as a remote with it, which I kind of like also. And I'm sure there are some smart TVs that do that, but you know, I've had the Apple TV for so long, I'm just used to it. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a nice little... I mean, it's probably like 150 bucks. It's really not that much money, but yeah. it's like it's a it's a cool the interface of it. I, I really like. Yeah. I actually like that more than the smart TV function on the TV we've got. And you've got which Net- is very clunky. You got Netflix. I got I got I, Netflix. I, I got that. Uh, Hulu. I did. Uh, Apple TV Plus. I got that. We got 
uh, HBO Max. I got that. Uh, do you have Prime? I do have Prime. And I have that too. I'm trying to think what else I have. I uh, oh, we're we're uh, I I we are uh, potentially uh, just borrowing the login information for Disney Plus. Oh, borrowing. Well, because I wanted to see the Beatles thing yeah. you know, a few months ago, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was the only place to see it, and so I was able to temporarily borrow the login information of somebody else I know. I'm not naming names. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to start doing the math, because I have as many as you have, and I did this yeah. in order to save money by cutting the cord, so to speak, but I'm now wondering... If yeah. I'm now no longer saving but money and I got to start getting rid of some of these things. Apple's got that uh, market, though, that they won't let you share it. Yeah. The password. Which yeah, sucks, I know. You know. But, you know, because you're not going to be able to share Ted Lasso. But, like, frankly, I think that's the only thing I really care to watch on mm-hmm. Apple TV+. That Plus. was the only thing I saw on Apple TV+. Plus. I mean, I think there was a, there was some kind of Jennifer Aniston show or something. But then most oh, of the Oh, the morning select- show. Yeah, I've already canceled the Apple TV Plus because I got it th- free for three months. That's the only time I decided to, to watch yeah. it. They, they had the one with Paul Rudd and uh, Will Ferrell. Uh, the Shrink, oh, shrink yeah. Next Door, I think it was. Yeah, that, yeah something that was, like that. That was all right for a few episodes. I was like, yeah. I so. mean, the, to be honest, the other thing that we have, you also have the, the Spectrum app mm-hmm. on it. And yeah. that's I actually like the interface of that on the Apple TV more than I actually like the cable one. It, it it it's it makes it convenient so we can still watch the the live TV. Tell you if we go into a recession, which may may happen shortly, I got to get rid of a lot of this stuff. Well, you can't possibly watch all of it. Nope. I mean, you know, during the quarantine when I was sick with the COVID, I pretty much watched everything there was to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I I don't think there was any stone that was unturned. But you know, at some point, but, you, know, you just got to get away from the TV and live right, your life. Right. Wait a minute. If we go into a recession, you're going to have to get rid of some of your stuff. We're, yeah. we're kind of there already. Right. Well, we, not not officially. We're Come in, on. We're in, the, ba- well, we're in well, the... With all the money you're making oh, here. Uh, you gotta, you're making... Listen, you got... Uh, yeah. You're making big, good, big yeah. ass D's and got a good ass job. Yeah, rolling in, rolling in D's and got That's a good it. ass job. <laughs> it's 8.32. News is next to Rock 102. EJS... 834. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to, you, brought to you by the Black Crows live at Tanglewood, June 29th. Right now, buy one ticket. Get the second one free on select tickets. Get your tickets at tanglewood.org. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. A couple of different police departments are looking for help. Springfield, cops there asking for your help to try and find a 30-year-old dad and his 4-year-old son. Robert Jackson and his son, Caden, last seen... Last Thursday, near Johnny Appleseed Park on Hancock Street. And Granby police are looking for the public's help in identifying a vehicle and its driver. It was a hit and run over the weekend. Crews responding just after 6.30 Saturday morning. Reports of an injured cyclist. When the cops arrived, they found him to be seriously injured. The unnamed male was taken to a hospital for treatment. His severely damaged cycle also taken in. Officials on the scene determining that the cyclist was traveling north on Bachelor Street when the unknown vehicle hit him from behind, forcing him off the road. And then just drove right off. Apparently. Well, uh, I don't know any of the details about this, but uh, let's say you're drunk. Mm -hmm. It's better to do a hit and run and get caught later than it is to get caught drinking and driving while at a scene of an accident. Wow, that's some devi- only speaking devi- from professional experience here. <laughs> Devious yeah. thinking there, Steve. Well, no, uh, that but was you're right. Proven to us yeah. in our uh, our law class at mm-hmm. Westfield State all those years ago, <laughs> uh, where uh, we had this law class about 
it was it was a communications it was related to communications so we talked about libel and slander and things like that right. and one of the issues was there was a there was the main one of the main entrances to the college was smashed by a car like it mm-hmm. somebody knocked the big sign down that said Westfield State it was this big brick thing that they had there thing was uh, completely smashed up uh, that happened on like a late Saturday night. Nobody found out about it until the next day. They didn't eventually found the car in one of the commuter lots. Right. Uh, so they uh, did some detective work and they put some clues together and they realized that this was the kid that did this. He was only charged with leaving the scene of an accident. He might have been under the influence at the time. Mm-hmm. But he sobered up before they, yeah. before they caught him? So then uh, they print this cartoon in the school newspaper uh, saying uh, it was like a, uh, to the drunk who uh, hit the sign, uh, this could be a child next time. You know, mm-hmm. it was one of these things to kind of get a point across. But the law professor was like, do you see what's wrong here? You're accusing somebody of being under the influence, even though you have no idea or evidence or proof that they were. So that would be considered... Libel, huh? Because you're you're accusing somebody of doing that. Well, we have now just learned quite a lot of yeah. things here. Thank you very much, Professor Steve Nagel. So then the uh, the kid's insurance covered it, and uh, he just got a ticket for leaving the scene of an accident. Now, if he, he uh, let's just say he was under the influence, that would have been a whole bigger mess yep. to do that. Yeah. So take my advice, kids. If you're going to leave the scene of an accident, make sure you do it before the police get there. <laughs> Brian, Brian Miller, Michelle Morantz, and other members of the Longmeadow Pipeline Awareness Group, LPAG, they are protesting the Eversource Pipeline Project. A bunch of other activist organizations also not feeling good about that project going through Longmeadow. And they're having talks about it, and they're hoping to put a stop to it. Eversource says it's necessary to put in this pipeline in Longmeadow. Yes, but Longmeadow, the last thing that they want is an unsightly pipeline in their beautiful bucolic town. That's in the ground. Yeah. That would mean you'd have to dig up the dirt. you have to you know, crack the golden shell that covers the streets of Longmeadow. But uh, Eversource has the right to put this thing in there. That's uh, that's one of the, that's the thing about this pipeline. It's like one of these necessary things, and... Uh, it's always funny when people don't realize like all of the things that the government can do to your property without even needing your permission to do right. so. And I think that's uh, that's that that's the shock value that's coming from this. What are you talking about? You gotta put a pipeline right through my backyard? Yeah. <laughs> Better be golden pipes in Longmeadow. Will I be able to decorate it in my own way, or I will be pre- yeah. or will I be prevented from doing that? Hmm. By the way, the uh, the missing uh, the missing kid. Yeah. That you talked about? Caden. Caden, apparently he has been located and is safe. Good. So good that's thing good that news. Mass Live updates that information good properly. In Southwick, the Southwick Methodist Church is gone after 206 years. You know, a lot of stuff happened there. Worships, fellowships, recreation, education, marriages, even some burials behind the church there. Even the steeple was struck and eradicated by lightning in 1900. But now, tr- when you say it's gone, are you talking about the way, kind of like, say, like David Copperfield made the uh, Statue of Liberty disappear? I wish. That'd be great. We get a lot of publicity for that here in our area. The church now more formerly called the Christ Church United Methodist Church ceased to exist yesterday morning after a brief 
order of closing worship service. So it's just kind of changing hands, I guess, kind of like another business in a yeah, way. Right? You made it sound like it was destroyed in a yeah, yeah. You made you made it sound like there was like a natural disaster. Well, that's that's the beauty of a news story to hook the listener into something and then deliver the yeah. real goods. But you know what? That's a bummer, though, because mm. you know you think about you know what churches mean to people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's where they get married, they right. where they have funerals, sure. it's where they worship, it's where they gather, and to to not have that available or or shut down i mean you know not that long ago the springfield diocese shut down a bunch of churches mm-hmm. you know to save money and they were also short on clergy right. so you know they had they felt like they had no choice but they shut down places that have been you know involved in families lives for generations one woman who had been a part of the parish at that southwick Methodist Church for a long time, 75 years old. She said, yeah, I got caught speeding on my way to church one day. I got a lot of good memories about this. And she apparently got pulled over and the officer asked, why are you speeding? I got to get to church. Officer let her go. No yeah, kidding. That doesn't always work. It doesn't work, no. Yeah, well, if you, I mean, if you got some praying to do, I guess maybe you'd get let off. Hey, we had a bunch of cats downtown Springfield yesterday. The Sheraton at Monarch Place hosting the CFA North Atlantic Region All-Breed Cat Show with the Long Island Cat Club. Yesterday's event wrapping up the North Atlantic Cat Show season. Who knew there was such a thing? Top cats in each category were ranked and placed. It doesn't say where they placed or who the big winners were, but a lot of cats here yesterday apparently. Do we have a winner? Do we have the, the, say, the I mean, crown a winner? It, again, it, it's it's in the article that I read. It said that they're ranked and placed, but it didn't name any winners. You Go gotta to be the- kidding me! Ah, <laughs> hey, yeah, <laughs> that is so possible. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I would like to know what cat won. Yeah, me too. You know, when Westminster goes through their uh, their uh, foolishness, they have a, they crown a winner. The Westminster Dog Show going on right now, by the way. And it goes on through Wednesday. I didn't realize it was so long. I thought that was just a weekend thing at the Westminster Dog Show. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it, it goes on. It starts off with thousands and thousands of dogs, and mm. they whittle it down to different you know, breed types. Or, well, different breeds and then to, in different uh, classes. So, like, there's a working class, there's a you know, toy class, and, you know, you know, what have you. Apparently, it was the old-timers division over the weekend. A Shetland sheepdog named B winning the Masters Agility Division. The Masters Agility Division. Yeah. So the old-timers division over the weekend. They take that stuff very seriously. Yes. Hey, there's an artist from Mexico. He's gone viral because he draws portraits with his feet. Rene Vignola has drawn Will Smith, Kanye West, Ariana Grande, and others. Pretty good too. It's pretty good work too. Rene Vignola, the foot artist from Mexico. Really? Yeah. I think we got to have him up here to one of the festivals and get him to do his stuff. Well, he's not. It's not just. Uh, it's not just that he's drawing pictures of his feet. He's actually doing no, no. it with his feet. Yes. Does he have hands? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I uh, saw this cool video over the weekend of this guy from the Special Olympics who had no arms. And he was doing uh, bow and arrow with his feet. You know, Bo Jackson can do that. Really? Yes. Well, this guy is no Bo Jackson. He don't know diddly either. Ha. Uh, but he uh, he uh, was very impressive. I'm I'm wildly impressed by people who don't you know uh, are without mm-hmm. uh, 
things that most people have. Yep. And the ability to learn how to do that. Like I could I couldn't do anything with my feet like that. Well, and this had, guy did a crossbow. Well, not now, but if you trained yourself, you probably could. This guy did a crossbow and he had something on like his neck and he pulled the thing back while holding it with his feet and he gets a bullseye. Mm-hmm. It was like, yep. that's awesome. Yep. That is yeah. really cool that you can do that. Kind of like Stephen Hawk making do with what he's got going on. He's surviving in the town of Ware. That's like the <laughs> that, biggest that's... feat that anybody could do. <laughs> that's, that's more than you could yeah. ask for anybody. It's 844 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. This is Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851. And the Foo Fighters are back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Yeah, it's going to be about 80 or so today with uh, sunshine and clouds. Sunshine and clouds. I'll tell you something. Uh, I don't know if you guys were outdoors on Saturday. Yes. But it was freaking crazy. You know that here we are, the beginning of summer, and it was freezing out on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We had a, uh, we had a, went to a graduation party at the Moose in, uh, in Chicopee on Saturday. And they were out in the uh, in the pavilion, and uh, I did not think of bringing a coat because why would you think of bringing a coat anywhere in the uh, at the end part of June? Mm-hmm. But I was freezing my ass off, and I and and I was not the only person who was freezing their ass off. Yeah, we we hiked at Mount Tom as I was saying earlier, and we we were kind of you know bundled up, sweatshirts and long pants. I was wearing a uh, uh, like a. I didn't bring a coat. I brought a, uh, a short sleeve shirt, and uh, yeah. oh my god, it was freezing. I did a, uh, a Jack and Jill <clears throat> out in West Warren, which uh, wow, yeah, that had to be a classy oh, affair. Oh, mm. let me tell you, didn't even get to experience the Dippin' Donuts, which looks very much like a Dunkin' Donuts because it was closed. Now, uh, did they buy one or two giant uh, Subway sandwiches from Subway? No, they actually had very good food. It really? Was, uh, yeah, you know in what? In West Warren? Yeah. I Well, it was uh, it was cooked by other people. It wasn't just catered oh, by see. a company or whatever. This is a home-cooked meals. You know what my favorite meal when uh, during one of those, uh, especially when Polish people are involved? Pop-Tarts. No. The, yes, Pop-Tarts. A very Polish delicacy. I believe uh, Paul Kozub is having a Pop Tart infused V1 vodka coming that out soon. Pretty good. Uh, that. Yeah. No, the uh, it was it's that uh, lazy pierogi with the it's the egg noodles and the sauerkraut oh, and the yeah. and the and the kielbasa. Oh man, you like that? Huh? I love that kind of thing. Yeah, that's but good. it was freezing outside. It was outside in this in this pavilion. Apparently, it's the only pavilion in the town of West Warren <laughs> uh, at St. Stan's. This place called, you know, it was one of these uh, clubs. Sure. You know, kind of thing. And it was freezing cold outside. And it was like, I, you feel bad for people because it's like, I bet you if the weather was warmer, more people would have come out. I mean, it was pretty good turnout, but it was yeah. still like, you'd think you'd have more people in nicer weather. And then yesterday, it's like, uh, I love New England. I love uh, mm-hmm. freezing my ass off one day and then going to 80, 90 degree temperatures the next day. Yeah, that doesn't affect. Things like you know your breathing or your allergies or anything like that. Yeah, it's crazy. By the way, Saint Stan is that short for Stanislaus? Is it is Stanislaus. All right, uh, he comes every year on the twenty fourth of December. And delivers toys to all the uh, all the children. I don't think that's the same one. Wait, are you sure? Yeah. Well, How many Saint Stans could there be? Well, it says here because I, I I don't know. I just took a wild stab there because what other Stan could it be? He's the Polish. Saint, 
apparently. Venerated in the Roman Catholic Church. I'm trying to see what he did here, what his main power is or whatever. Attributes, sword, Episcopal insignia. It doesn't say what he's the saint of, though. Uh, probably the saint of Jack and Jill parties in West Warren. Maybe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, just the weather is just crazy. It's like, how can it be? This sucks. That sucks when it happens like that. You're rainy in a high of 49, and then all of a sudden, we're get, we're only like a week and a half away from getting into these like nasty humid humid temperatures, sweltering heat. Well, that's the thing, because like uh, you know, there was like a whole band of of hot weather. Yeah, in the in the south that was supposed to either come up here or whatever, and we're supposed to you know roast our nuts off. But 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 Saturday it was I, like you know I I I was I was upset with myself. You know, like why did I not bring like a sweatshirt? Yeah. Why did I not yeah. bring like a parka? I need. I could use snowshoes. Yeah, I was all bundled up. I needed uh, gloves, a hat, mittens. I can't put my arms down. Should have done that. Yeah, I should have done that. But it's crazy. Yeah, but uh, so we went to a so we went to a party and we got there a little bit late. So you know, a lot of the food had been kind of you know pushed inside, so we didn't eat very much of anything. And then we uh, we celebrated uh, we celebrated by going to the Munich House late at night. Oh yes, much warmer in there. It was nice. And to- it was nice yes. and toasty in the Munich House, but uh, man, I love that place. What a good, what a good, uh, good bunch did of grub that is. Did you get some schnitzel? Got the. What we do is we split the schnitzel platter. Yeah, because you know, frankly, two people can eat very well off the schnitzel platter, and it was fantastic. All right. Oh, I love a good schnitzel. Ever take a good schnitzel? Uh, it's been a long time since I've had a good schnitzel. Oh, you need to have a. You, you go get yourself a schnitzel. All right. You won't be. You won't be disappointed with a good schnitzel. Everybody loves a schnitzel. I love a good schnitzel. I wouldn't mind a schnitzel right now. I like good- every time I've begged for food on the show. What do I get? A whole big bag of nothing. Mm. I always appreciated when Andy Yee took over the uh, the student prints, and all of a sudden we had schnitzel and egg rolls. <laughs> On the side, that was, and that was that was the thing he pointed out when he was in here. He's, he's like, a, he's like, oh yes, we have uh, schnitzel and egg rolls here. I'm the. He would say himself, I'm the first, I'm the first Chinese American, right, to own a German restaurant in America. Hey, you know what? It worked out well. Worked out great. Isn't schnitzel one of the participants in the Westminster Dog Show as well? I believe that would be a schnauzer, schnauzer ah, but you're very, okay. very close. Okay. Missed it by that much. It's 